What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Everything Legal Podcast. I'm Milo. And I'm Charlie. And this is episode 27. And today, um, we are going to do a top 10 list, um, which we have not done. We haven't actually done top 10 list ever. We did a top five list, like, as, like, episode five or six. It was a long time ago. Um, yeah, we did um, a top five musical artists in... That was back in June. Was um, it? Really? Oh, yeah. That was episode two. And it's currently January. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, 20, not 27, 26 episodes later, we're going to do another one. And it's along the same vein, but it's a little different. Um, and it's actually going to be not top five, but top 10 yes. favorite albums. Yes. Favorite albums of all time. Um, so, yeah, we thought why not do another top 10 slash five list um because we haven't done one in a while and it's fun to come up with some albums to um rank it was definitely a difficult decision um but yeah we we just did it like we we started we started meeting at eight or at 7.30, and it's now 8.38, we're starting recording. So it took us an hour um, to pick our albums. Yeah, I mean, music is just one of those things that's been around forever. Um, and with modern technology, we have all of that music at our fingertips. So it took a while for us to filter down to just 10, plus maybe a couple honorable mentions. Um, but I think we did it, and we're excited to get into it. So I think the way we're going to do it is we're going to go, one of us goes for their top, like their number 10, and then the other one goes for the number 10, and then nine. So I'm not, so for example, I'm not going to give all of mine, mm-hmm. and then Milo isn't going to give all of his. We're going to swap swap. Yes. And before the top three, I guess um, we'll have our mention, our honorable mentions. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so I feel like this is going to take a little while. Um, so do you want to just jump into it? Yeah, let's get to it. Okay, so do you want to say what your, um, number 10 album is? Sure. So, um, number 10, um, is one of those albums I was kind of toying around with recently. It's an album I just heard recently and I'm still actually, you know, thoroughly thoroughly listening to it. Um, so I still don't fully, um, you know, fully haven't listen to the entire thing you know with like a keen ear like really trying to develop the um noise inside my head and trying to um you know go through it and see how i feel about it but i really like the album and it's from a artist that um i've really only start listening to recently and it's the um there is no year by the algiers or algiers um seriously i've been listening to this album so recently i don't even know how to pronounce the name of the band um but it's a super great album um it has a lot of reggae and blues hints to it um it's definitely a little punky but it has a lot of strong hints a lot of strong rock notes um and it's just a great album that i've been enjoying recently um specifically the actual um song that the album is named after there is no year is a great 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 song so i highly recommend it 
What about you, Milo? What's your number 10? Okay, so for my number 10, it's also kind of recent. It's kind of, maybe, I wouldn't count it as recent, but it's um, more modern music than my um, higher, higher, than higher up on the, on my list. Um, and it is Discovery by Daft Punk. So this is a really good album. Um, it's got my personal favorite song by Daft Punk, which is Digital Love. Um, it's got One More Time, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. All amazing songs, in my opinion. And Charlie, you, I feel like you've definitely heard of some of those. Um, For sure. And so this was actually their second album. And I think this is the album that really brought Daft Punk to life. Um, this this album is, it's definitely, most of the songs are in their top five or ten um, most popular songs. And I I understand why. It's such a good album. Um, it's EDM, I guess, um, kind of. Uh, would you count it as EDM? Uh, I would. It definitely has a lot of electronic hints to it. So I'd say it definitely falls under that category. Mm-hmm. Um, it's EDM, but it's like, it's not like dubstep because like there's a fine line between no. EDM and dubstep. Um, but this is definitely EDM. It's really rhythmic and some of the music is actually really complex. Um, but yeah, that's my number 10. Nice. Yeah, I agree. I think that album is definitely the uh, the epitome of... Um, what Daft Punk is, and it's a great, great album that showcases some of their best songs. Mm-hmm. Um, another, for my number nine, um, heading on to the next album, is another album that's kind of the epitome of this band. Um, yes, it's a band. Um, and it's definitely an album that is really one of the the few mainstream albums this band ever had, even though it's such a popular band, or was a popular band. And it's going to be Nevermind by Nirvana. Um, okay. It's really the only... Yeah, it's really the only mainstream album that Nirvana ever had. Um, and the weird thing about people really don't realize about Nirvana is they really didn't get famous. They got famous because of this album, but it was out for a couple of years before it really started gaining traction. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, you know, it's a, it, it, it's not that old, but it's definitely a classic um, grunge album. It's a album that set the tone for grunge um, all the way till recent. Um, you know, obviously songs like Smells Like Teen Spirit um, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. They're just classic Nirvana songs. Um, and, you know, if you go to Nirvana on Spotify and you look at their songs, almost all of them, almost all of their top songs are from Nevermind. You know, Smells Like yeah. Teen Spirit, Come As You Are, yeah. Lithium. It's just the epitome of Nirvana. Um, which is just such an influential band, you know, say what you want about Kurt Cobain's singing, um, you know, just the pop culture they brought, all that kind of stuff, such an influential band, such an influential album, um, and that's going to be my number nine. Okay, yeah, I definitely know that album, am familiar with it, um, and it's a good album. Um, okay, so my number nine is another... This is probably the most recent um, album in my list, and it is Blue Madonna by Borns. Okay, so this album is actually the, only the second album by Borns, um, released in 2018, and he has not released um, an album or even a single um, since. But 
So I remember listening to this album on repeat for like a month. Like this was this was such a good album to me. Um we have it starts off with God Save Our Young Blood featuring Lana Del Rey. That's a pretty good song. Um Faded Heart, which I, I think is my personal favorite. Um it's got like I Don't Want You Back, Supernatural. Um and so Borns is a really hard artist to categorize. He's definitely got some like techno pop five like synth pop um but also like hints of rock um but this one is definitely heavy as in like heavy synth pop i would say um but also it's like kind of psychedelic i said i would okay so i would classify it as psychedelic yeah, that, i mean <laughs> psychedelic synth pop um but yeah it's really it's a really good album i highly recommend it um and yeah so what's your number eight? Well, I'd just like to um, quickly talk about a Blue Madonna for a quick second. Very interesting you chose that one over, you know, a more popular a more popular album like Dopamine that yeah, um, yeah. Borns has. You know, Dopamine is by far the most uh, mainstream and famous album he has. Yeah, all of all love. of his top songs yeah. are in uh, Dopamine. Yeah, but I, I I think because of that, Blue Madonna is a very underrated album. And I think Borns, again, is one of those artists that has very few albums, um, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of diversity within those albums. And it makes it really easy to listen to and a definitely a great listen. So that's a great choice, Milo. All right, moving on to the number eight category for me. Um, this is also going to be a super recent album um, coming out, um, and it's going to be Father of All by Green Day. Green Day is one of my favorite bands, um, just in general, and I knew I needed to give them at least one spot on this list. Um, so I was kind of debating between Dookie, Father of All, um, you know, all that, all, all the great albums by Green Day. But I decided to do Father of All because it is so recent and it's something I've been personally listening to a lot. Um, they're actually having a tour. Hopefully, if um, the coronavirus allows it um that's coming to boston and i really want to see um so that and it's with weezer which is also a great band but father of all is just a great album with some really hard hitting songs uh classic green day power chord style um i highly suggest it again my favorite song from the album is probably um the song the album's named after father of all but i also like meet me on the rooftop um, those are two great songs. Um, I just think it's a classic um, Green Day album that is going to go down. Even though it was later in the career, that's still going on. I think it's going to go down as a Green Day classic. So that's number eight for me. Okay. I actually have not listened um, to that album. Um, I knew they were recording stuff and releasing singles. Um, Billy Joe Armstrong has been releasing a lot of covers recently. Um, but mm-hmm. I'll definitely check that out. Um, good to know that they're still releasing music. Yeah, great fast-paced songs. Definitely good to listen to while working out. So yeah, highly recommend it. Okay, so my number eight album is actually... It might be newer than um, Blue Madonna, actually. Um, it is Young and Dangerous by The Struts. 
So I thought you were going to say Juice World there for a second. No, no, no. It is not Juice World. Okay, it's 2018, um, same year as Blue Madonna. But this album is really good. Um, I think, I think it really helped the Struts. So the Struts definitely had some really good hits from their last album um, called Everybody Wants. Um, but this album really helped them um, either boost those hits or um, give them more um, like top 100 songs. Um, and so this album has like Body Talks, Prima Donna Like Me, my personal favorite In Love With Camera, um, Who Am I, Fire and Ashes. Um, but yeah, so I, we, Charlie and I actually have a connection to this album. We saw the Struts when they were touring Young and Dangerous and probably one of the best concerts I've ever seen. Yeah, a uh, great, great concert. Um, we saw it along with a couple other bands, but they were definitely the star of the show. They put on a great, great live show. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, and it was of the album, and the album just has some awesome songs, and it also has quite a bit of variety. So definitely fun to listen to. Yeah, it's definitely not just like heavy, heavy British rock. It's definitely got some slower songs. Definitely got some like hard rock vibes, but also like a little bit of soft rock. But it's such a good album. I highly recommend it. Okay, so do you want to move on to your number seven? Yeah, sure. And I actually just realized my Juice World reference doesn't actually count because the Juice World song I'm thinking of is Armed and Dangerous. Oh, so okay. <laughs> I did not know what you were talking about, so I just went with it. <laughs> so um, my seven is going to be Mothership by Led Zeppelin. Um, Led Zeppelin, again, is one of those bands that no matter if they had a you know an album that was the epitome of their band or whatnot, I had to put some sort of album um, on this list just because I love Led Zeppelin so much. So I decided to do Mothership over um, a couple other uh, great albums, specifically Led Zeppelin 4, because um, all of the... You know, it, it's 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 kind of an EP. It's kind of a combination of a couple of their songs, but it's just a great, great album. You know, um, Good Times, Bad Times, Communication Breakdown, Dazed and Confused. I could go on. It has so many great, great, great songs um, that are just, you know, Led Zeppelin at its finest. You know, they have a lot of interludes. They have a lot of, you know, a ton of tracks playing it not a ton of tracks they have a ton of sounds kind of like overlapping with each other it makes it a really interesting fun listen um something that you know you're not going to get bored of listening of and i think that this album just really draws it all together and makes it a great listen um something fun to listen to you know they just have a lot of variety within the songs themselves not within not even within the album but within the songs themselves um, and it is just, you know, a great album. Um, and Led Zeppelin, I mean, just an iconic band. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a really good album. Is it a compilation album, though? Yeah, oh, is it? I, I don't think it is. Well, where's Good oh, Times? Oh, shoot. It is. Oh, you're right. It is a compilation album. And we said in the beginning that doesn't count. So I'm okay, fine. I'll change my answer to Led Zeppelin 4. Because Led Zeppelin IV is a part of that album as a compilation album. And that has my two favorite songs, Black Dog and Rock and Roll. 
Um, so pretty much, <laughs> just to quickly change, Led Zeppelin 4 has a very similar sound um, because Led Zeppelin 4 is within <laughs> Mothership. Um, but Led Zeppelin, um, just a great band that came out with a ton of albums. Um, and it, it's one of those bands that when you hear it, you definitely know that, you know, that is Led Zeppelin because they have a distinct sound. And I think that distinct sound is epitomized within Led Zeppelin 4 and, and Mothership, even though that doesn't count. Um, so, yeah, I'll change that to uh, Led Zeppelin 4 for my top seven. But that, you know, great, great album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a really good album. Um, I'm a fan of Led Zeppelin. They're amazing artists. Um, and, yeah, really good album. Okay, so my number seven is Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Um, So this is a classic album. One of, people say one of the greatest albums of all time. I would agree. Um, From 1977, it's got songs like Dreams, um, Don't Stop, Go Your Own Way, The Chain. Um, Those are, yeah, and they're amazing, amazing songs. Um, probably Fleetwood Mac's most famous album. Um, and it definitely has the most, um, top songs from them. Um, but just everything about this album, the writing, the lyrics, um, the music, it's really complex music, some of it also. Um, but yeah, it's, it's such a, such a good album. Um, Charlie, I, I know you agree with, with that statement. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a great album that has a lot of great songs on it. And it's one of those albums that, you know, you can just listen to on repeat and you're not going to get sick of it. Um, and I totally agree with that statement. I personally don't have it on my top 10, um, but could have easily been on there any other day. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you want to move on to your number six? Yeah, sure. Um, so my number six um, is one of my favorite albums of all time. I just couldn't put it in that top five category. Um, it is an older album. Um, so this is a rock opera. Um, so you probably already know um, that it's The Who off of rock opera. They are famous for making some of the best rock operas ever. Um, and it was the follow-up to one of the best rock operas ever, um, Tommy um, by The Who. And I think that The Who um, followed up this amazing album in the best way possible with Who's Next. Oh, um, wait. Which is my number who's six. Next and I think Who's Next. Wait, wait. Who's Next is not a rock opera. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. No? Nope. Shoot. It was going to be, but it's not. Oh, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that part. All right. Milo just brought up an important part. Who's Next was originally a rock opera within a project that was called the Lifehouse Project. Yes. Um, but it actually was kind of taken away from that and is actually no longer a rock opera. But um, back on track, it was the follow-up from one of the best rock operas ever. And I think they followed up and, you know, it was a tough act to um, be after, but they did a great job. It's one of the best albums, I believe has some of their most iconic songs, such as Baba O'Reilly. Yes. Um, and Won't Get Fooled Again. Um, it has, and when I say this, very small psychedelic hints to it, um, but it's still some classic rock. Um, and it's just it's similar um, to your number seven, Milo. Just 
you know, a, a, an album you can listen to over and over again and you never will get bored of. Yeah, it's definitely an amazing album. It's got um, Who's Next? Or, sorry. Mm-hmm. It's got um, <laughs> uh, Baba O'Reilly, Behind Blue Eyes. Um, mm-hmm. Won't Get Fooled Again. Won't Get Fooled Again. Um, my Wife. Um, mm-hmm. And so, actually, this is a really good segue. And it is my number six also. Oh, is it really? Yeah. It's funny how... Um, it lined up perfectly. Yeah, so this is actually my number six. Um, yeah, it's an amazing album. They're, so basically they had a run of like album after album after album. They were all amazing and really popular. This yeah. one was the second of those albums. Um, first is Tommy, then Who's Next, and then Quadrophenia, and then Who Are You? Um, who are you? Who are you? Is this, yeah, who are you? Um, but yeah, so this was the second and made in 1971, and it's such an amazing album. Um, but yeah, it was going to be a um, rock opera, and then Pete Townsend, the um, main songwriter for The Who, decided he was going to just scrap that project. Um, but he actually released it um, when, like a, as a solo um, thing, um, and it's called The Lifehouse Chronicles. So if you want to go check that out, you can. Um, So, yeah, do we want to go into your number five? Yeah, hopefully it's not the same album again. And just to clarify, um, we don't know each other's list. So this is kind of um, fun because it's a surprise for each other. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, just to wrap up who's next, I think that is a... Um, an album that epitomizes The Who. Um, it was right in the middle of their great run in there um, in the 60s and 70s. Um, and just a, you know amazing album. It, it's clearly one of the best as, you know, the two most tasteful music listeners ever, Milo and Charlie, have uh, yes. it on their top five. Yes. Yes. Top six. <laughs> top six. You're right. Top <laughs> six. Um, well, speaking of top five, I have my number five album right here, and it's going to be Brothers in Arms by the or Brothers in Arm by the Dire Straits. Um, dire Straits is one of my favorite bands of all time. They're one of those bands that um, kind of was born at the you know the death of that great rock era, but they stayed true to who they were through the eighties and the nineties, um, and they just are a great, great band. And I think Brothers in Arms is the pinnacle of their career, which is still going on. Um, so you know it has songs like "Money for Nothing," uh, "Walk of Life," just classic songs um, that you listen to, and they just make you happy. And they um, have such great sounds, such iconic sounds. I mean, you cannot think of the Dire Straits and not think of that opening guitar riff um, after that intro in "Money for Nothing." It's just iconic, um, and really changed the game when it came to rock through the '80s and the '90s. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of my favorite um, albums of all time, Um, classic rock album, even though it kind of came out a little late and just one of my favorites. What about you, Milo? Okay, so we do not have the same number five. Um, Good. (laughs) Okay, so my number five is The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. So um, it's like often referred to as just Ziggy Stardust. Um, But it's the fifth studio album from David Bowie um, released in 1972. Yeah. Um, 
and one of my favorite albums of all time, I would say. Um, it's got Moon Age Daydream, Starman, It Ain't Easy, um, Hang On To Yourself, Ziggy Stardust, Suffragette City, Rock and Roll Suicide. It's just, okay, so it's technically, it's like a concept album um, because David Bowie is actually known for his um, like alter egos, I would say. Um, and Ziggy Stardust is one of his um, one of alter, his characters. Yeah, it's a it's a character, um, and so this is this album is like kind of about Ziggy Stardust, um, but it's not necessarily. It's like a loose rock opera, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's such a good song. Uh, but yeah, it's such a good album. Um, Starman is probably one of my favorites. Ziggy Stardust, of course. Um, Suffragette City. Yeah, I can honestly. All of these songs are amazing to me, and of of course you can just listen to it on repeat again and again. Right, David Bowie is never one of those artists that I've loved and listened to all the time, but I can definitely appreciate um, the magnitude of that album and how great it was for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, do we want to jump into your number four? Yeah, for sure. Um, at the crest of um, my number three, we have number four, or top three, we have my number four spot. Um, barely um, being bugged out of the podium, but uh, <laughs> one of my favorite albums. Uh, and some people might be mad that um, this is number four and not number three, because I think a lot of people might argue about number four and three. Um, but number four for me is London Calling by The Clash. Okay. Um, Clash, I mean, is I, I say this every time, but Clash is one of my favorite artists of all time you know they have funk they have pop they have rock they have you know underground street they they have like every genre that you can think of that came out of the 60s and the 70s um and they're just one of the the most fun artists to listen to and they have a lot of variety um as we can attest to where um, sometimes on rowing workouts, our coach lets us pick random songs. Um, and the game is we pick an artist and he gets to pick a random song from this artist. Oh, yes. Um, and I picked the clash and sadly it was one of the clashes, you know, weird. Yeah. We, I think we, I think and, we went over this in another podcast. Um, yeah, but <laughs> what I'm, what I'm trying to prove here is they have a lot of variety. Um, but I think London calling is a really tight knit. Um, album that has a lot of great songs obviously London Calling um, being uh, my favorite Mm -hmm. um, but is a great underground street rock train uh, in vain funk yeah train in vain punk Um, um, everything (laughs) so um, (laughs) great album that's my number four Um, and I can't wait to hear yours Milo yeah so my number four um, is actually controversial i would say um oh is it i feel like my family would put this as their number two or number one or number three but um it is born to run by bruce springsteen um so this is actually a pretty short album eight songs um 39 minutes uh released in 1975 it's probably Bruce Springsteen's one of his most famous albums, if not his most famous album. But every single song I know, probably probably word for word. Um, 
honestly, one of my personal favorites is Night. Um, it's probably one of the lesser known songs on there. But you got, of course, Thunder Road, 10th Avenue Freeze Out, Backstreets, Born to Run, She's the One, um, Jungle Land. And then the two that are like unknown, kind of, if you're not like a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, is Meeting Across the River and Night. Um, and like I said, in the first um, first top five we did, Bruce Springsteen is one of the artists I've listened to. I listened to the most when I was growing up. I'm still growing up, but when I was like really, really little and um, was the first ever real concert I went to um, in Gillette Stadium where the Patriots play. Um, and that was like a four hour concert, no intermission amazing but yeah this album I know probably by heart and and is amazing yeah I mean I remember you know when we went on you know small weekend vacations with each other and stuff like that camping crips up in Maine you we would listen to that album at night and you would you would know every word of those those songs so definitely I can vouch that is definitely one of your favorite albums of all time Yes. So we've hit, <laughs> we've hit my top three. So does that mean we're doing honorable mentions now? Um, sure. We can do honorable mentions now. All right. So I'll do all my honorable mentions and then I'll do my top three. So music is one of those things that's been around forever, as I briefly touched on in the beginning of the podcast episode. Um, and that means there's so much. There's so much variety. There's so much content. It was really hard to just filter down to 10. So I um, have chosen three albums that I believe deserve to be mentioned, but can't reach my top 10. And I'm not going to go in depth about them. I'm just going to, you know, name them off and probably tell my favorite song from each of them. Um, I'm going to be quick about it, but these are some of my favorite albums. They just didn't make the cut. So in no particular order, my honorable mentions are going to be Technically, it's an EP, but My Type by Saint Motel. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite song from that being My Type. We actually we, saw yeah, Saint Motel we actually together. saw them. Um, great, great album, great, um, great artist, and super fun to listen to. Um, my second honorable mention is going to be Willie and the Poor Boys by CCR. Um, great album has some classic protest songs in there. Definitely fun to listen to um definitely something my dad would listen to but um great album and then last one's going to be a modern one it's going to be any port in the storm by the dirty heads um they have some reggae hints they have some pop hints um they're just kind of slow and groovy great to listen to during the summer or when you're just kind of chilling so that's my honorable mentions um, but for my number three, I have another Clash album, and it's kind of a Clash doubleheader. It's going to be Combat Rock. I mean, when you think the 80s, when you think punk, you have to think Combat Rock. This, in my opinion, is the best Clash album. Um, you know, the, it's punky. It's rebellious. It's just, it's so great. You know, Know Your Rights. Yeah, it's the cl- it is the clash. It is the eighties. You know what I mean? Know your rights. Car jamming. Should I stay or should I go? Rock the cash bar. I mean, like so many great songs. So fun to listen to. It's rebellious. It's punky. I I just love it. I mean, I really can't explain to you how much I love it. So I'm just gonna let Milo go with his top three. But definitely deserving to be in my top three albums. Mm-hmm. Or top, yeah, yeah, top 
top three yes. album. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's definitely an amazing album. Um, if you think of The Clash, you think of Combat Rock. Um, okay, so I'm still not... like I have so many albums, I couldn't choose all of them. So here are a few of my honorable mentions. Um, not all of them. I have a lot. But um, I'm choosing three. So the first one is Moving Pictures by Rush. Um, so this album is really, really good. Um, it's got YYZ, um, Tom Sawyer, um, Limelight. It's an amazing album. Rush is such a complex band, and they were amazing musicians. Um, and, of course, Neil Peart um, was one of the best drummers of all time, I would say. Um, definitely up there. Um, yeah, I'm just going to cut in real quick. I totally agree with that. And I think the fact that they're that diverse and um, has so much variety as a power trio, just three people, I think is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but carry on. Yeah, that's insane to me. When I like didn't know a lot about Rush, I thought they were this giant band. And no, it's just three guys, a drummer, a bassist, and a guitarist. And the bassist actually is the one who's singing, which is... Um, Pretty uncommon. A little unusual. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's one. Um, the next one is Hunky Dory by David Bowie again. Um, so this one actually came right before Ziggy Stardust. But it's got like Changes, Oh You Pretty Thing, Life on Mars, which is one of my favorite um, David Bowie songs. But yeah, it's such a, such a good album. Um, one of his best albums i would say um okay moving on um and this is also a more modern album and it is night visions by imagine dragons so charlie probably does not know what i'm talking about by name but you definitely know the album if you saw the cover um it's the one with radioactive it's time demons on top of the world um and i remember Back in like 2012 when this came out, I was seven and I remember listening to this um, and just listening to it on repeat and knowing all of these songs. And I, I'm looking at it again and I know most of them. Um, but yeah, it's such a such a good album. Okay, those are my honorable mentions if we want to move on to my number three. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my number three is actually a more, um, I think I definitely mentioned this album before on the podcast, um, but it's definitely more modern in my life. Like, I've listened to it um, recently, um, and it is Stop Making Sense by Talking Heads. So this album technically kind of is a compilation album, but I do not count it. Um, because I count it as a concert album. Yeah, I'll let you do it. Okay, thank you for your um, consideration there. Um, I mean, if if you let me half do Mothership, I'll let you fully do this one. Okay. Um, so this, of course, um, probably the best concert film of all time, I would say. Um, it's just amazing. Um, and it's got, like, Psycho Killer, um, 
Thank You for Sending Me an Angel, Found a Job, Slippery People. I know all of these songs now because I just listened to this album on repeat. Um, one song it does not have on the album but is in the original recording of the movie is Cities, which I talked about a few episodes ago. Um, one of my favorite songs. Um, but yeah, that's my number three. Do, Great choice. Do you want to do your number two? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, let's do that. So um, my number two, um, I've definitely talked on the podcast before. Um, it's going to be Michael Kiwanaka's, um, Michael Kiwanaka's, in my opinion, best album, Kiwanaka. Um, I've probably praised him before on this podcast. Definitely have. Michael Kiwanaka is one of the, in my opinion, best modern artists of all time. Um, this album doesn't have a weak point. Every single song is amazing. Um, his sound, I can't even describe it because it's, it's hard to describe because it's so different. Um, so I highly suggest going listen to it. That way you can hear it and experience it. Um, but just truly, um, the sound is one of a kind. It's beautiful. Um, there isn't a weak point of this album. Every single song is amazing. My favorites are Rolling, Hero, and Solid Ground. Um, so I highly suggest those three. But he just has, you know, he has some slow rolling songs, hence the name Rolling, um, that just develop really well. He also has some fast-paced songs um, that are great to listen to while working out. Um, but I just seriously couldn't recommend Michael Kiwanaka enough, especially this album, Kiwanaka. Um, so that's it for me, for him, but, you know, seriously cannot recommend it enough. So Milo, what about your number two? Okay. So my number two is an album we both considered putting on the list. Um, but Charlie decided not to, but I was definitely putting on, on my list no matter what. And it is Nothing Happens by Wallows. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this album is Wallows's first album, um, I think. First full album. Um, they've just released EPs before that. Um, came out in 2019, so this is the most recent album on my list. Um, it's 11 songs, 38 minutes, 51 seconds. But the the thing about this album is that it's not just about the songs individually. It's about the album as a whole. So if you want to listen to some of the songs, you can. But if you really, really want to get the Wallows experience they intended the listener to get, you got to listen from the beginning to the end. And you got to have it on repeat because there is a surprise at the end. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to spoil the surprise, so... Um, I will tell you when, so you can skip like 15 seconds or so. Um, but it's all about the transitions of the album. I was listening to, um, them talk about the album and they never wanted a moment of silence in the album. Um, that does happen, um, like in a, in a few songs, but most of the songs, like the first three songs flow right into each other. So the last two songs like actually flow into each other like there's no that you can't tell that it's two songs two different songs um now the spoiler so the last the first um song begins with a little pattern on a synth the last song ends with that pattern um and it's just slower and so if you have it on repeat you can 
hear the slower synth fading out, but then it as the album starts again, it comes back in faster and then the first song plays again. So it's just a constant loop. And we've been saying like you can listen to these albums on loops, but this one you actually like can. It's there's no there's no pause in between. Like you don't know that the album is starting over. But it's honestly one of my favorite albums. Um and I really, really recommend it. Yeah, that is, uh, again, uh, also an album I heavily enjoyed while listening to it for the first time. Um, definitely interesting how everything connects. Uh, but I just couldn't put it there on my top 10. There's too many, too much variety in other bands um, to give Wallows that top 10 spot. But definitely enjoy that album. So we are at my number one album. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and, and say it. This is, um, an album I started listening to over the summer, um, and have just continued to listen to it over and over again. It is a great album with variety, um, and different genres within it. And it's going to be Tell Me I'm Pretty by Cage the Elephant. Um, Cage the Elephant is another one of those rock bands that's definitely straight true to, true to their roots, um, even through a... Um, ever-changing music um, time period where we have R&B and rap um, progressing as, you know, that main uh, most popular genre. But, you know, they stayed true to their roots and have been coming out with some great songs um, and albums, one of which being Tell Me I'm Pretty, um, released in 2015. Um, you know, it has some indie rock to it. It has definitely some garage rock and even some blues hints. Um, and it is a great album by Cage the Elephant, which is one of my favorite bands. Um, songs like Mess Around, Trouble, um, and Cold, Cold, Cold are amazing. Um, so fun to listen to, great to work out to, um, great to just hang out with your friends to, you know, the, the, the songs, um, can be interpreted in many different ways, but in the end, they are just solid, solid songs from a solid, solid album. Um, that I heavily enjoy. Um, and, you know, my, it was a fight between Q and Alka and Tell Me I'm Pretty um, till the end. But I decided to put Cage the Elephant in front because I think uh, this album really epitomizes what rock should be nowadays. I love Michael Q and Alka, but I think Cage the Elephant just came out with such a great album in 2015 with Tell Me I'm Pretty. Um, that I couldn't disrespect it. And I just love listening to it in so many different scenarios. Um, and there you go. My favorite album currently is Tell Me I'm Pretty by Cage the Elephant. Interesting. I was not expecting that, like, at all. And frankly, neither was I, but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so my number one is, well, they've already been mentioned on both of our album or both of our lists, um, and it is Tommy by The Who, um, and so this is one of my favorite albums. It's a rock opera, and so I actually have a a little a little story um, to go with it. Um, so my birthday was a few days ago, um, and so for one of my birthday presents, my dad gave me. Um, an online book which was the authentic um, tabature and music for um, Tommy, like the whole album written by Pete Townsend. 
and like this the hard copy of this book is like seven hundred dollars um i think it's like 30 bucks or like 45 online so it's not it's not a 700 dollar book um online but this is it's it's such a cool book uh, i've only got the time to look few uh, a few times um but it's so cool to me so back to the album um released in 1969 um it's their first rock opera and yeah it's amazing like i do not know how pete townsend wrote this album um it's about a kid whose name is tommy and he is um deaf he can't talk um and he's blind um so most of his senses are um pretty much gone and he becomes a like master of playing pinball and that's all i'll say um there's a lot more to the story um there's a movie that goes along with it um i think that was 1975 and the movie soundtrack is sung by the actors of the movie so they recorded it um, in 1969, but they also had to record it again in 1975 with the actors from the movie. Um, and they're like famous, famous, um, actors and musicians like Tina Turner, Elton John, um, uh, Eric Clapton. Um, and that's a, that's a really good album, but I like to stick with the classic one. Um, yeah, this, it's got songs like Pinball Wizard, I'm Free, Go to the Mirror, sensation um i can i can literally just name the whole whole album um because all of the songs are amazing um but yeah that's my number one uh great choice that is an awesome album that you and i have definitely listened to together um and we've definitely studied a little awesome awesome album totally a great choice um, I think what we saw today is we have very different music taste, um, but all great choices in my opinion. Um, and I had a lot of fun. What about you? Yeah, this was really fun. A little stressful choosing the albums, but it <laughs> definitely it really it really um, showed me what music you listen to. Um, I did not know that a lot of those albums would be in your top ten. And neither did I till today, but just, you know, looking at some of the things I've been listening to recently, um, I think that this list is definitely um, correct, and I think it represents what I listen to. What about you? Yeah, it definitely represents me um, and all of my my favorite albums throughout um, my years. And definitely um, we could do this again in like a year or so um, to see if our our favorite albums have changed um i think that would be cool yeah definitely and even frankly looking back to our top five favorite musical artists you can definitely see um just kind of compare and contrast i know it's not a perfect match um but there is definitely um some stuff to compare and contrast there to see how we've developed through the quarantine yeah definitely um okay sorry for the really long episode um but I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Um, you can email us with your of your few um, or or your top ten um, favorite albums. Uh, that's everything bagel podcast twenty three at gmail dot com. Uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. Oh, check out our Twitch channel, Everything Bagel Podcast, one word, 
Um, we are planning on streaming uh, soon. We don't know yeah. specifics yet, but we definitely want to stream again. So just go check that out if you want to. Be on the lookout for that, and we'll hopefully get a date um, for you guys soon. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. Alrighty, signing out. Bye, guys. Thank you.